You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, did you know, Shannon, that the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway happens in June this year? Really? Yeah. Shocker. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm letting you know just in case you had something else scheduled. Are, are you kidding? I've been counting down the weeks since <laughs> July of last year. Okay. Well, I say that really to just say this to our listeners that regularly join us here at Sexy Marriage Radio. And thank you for that, by the way. But I say that to let them know that the early bird registration discount goes away April 1st. And so here we are in March, fast approaching that discount going away forever. Yeah. And trying to let people know that if you are the type of person that likes to wait till the last moment, it's almost time to wait to, to, if to you pull the save trigger. Some bucks, yep. If you want to save enough money to take her out to a really nice dinner while you're there. Yep. Then act quickly. So we do want to have you come join us at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, June 22nd to the 25th, if I'm remembering my dates right off the top of my head, because I didn't put that ahead of, in front of me while I'm you know, the doing show prep. The dates are exactly correct. You know how I know that? Tell me. Uh, because J- uh, June 22nd through the 25th is when I'm going to be down in Texas doing this with you, and I'm so excited about it. And then June 26th through the 29th, I'm doing a Well Women workshop. Only for women who have attended a Women at the Well before. Fantastic. So there's going to be a lot of women who are coming to Texas for both. Oh, hot dog. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So I'm, I'm going to get to spend not just four days, but almost eight days with these women. And so, you get to be in Texas hot. in June, which is usually a fantastic <laughs> time to be here. If, if I have a bathing suit in a lake somewhere around. Yeah. Hello. Which, they're uh, everywhere. Well, and this pool at this particular hotel, is, is the Sheridan? Is no, it's the Marriott Solana in Westlake, Texas, just it. by DFW Airport. It has a really nice pool yes, it does. area. It's a great Very courtyard, nice. great place to hang out and truly mm-hmm. get away with your spouse and join lots of other couples that are doing the same yeah. and just have a great four days because that's what it is. It's a fantastic yeah. four days. And I love how it feels posh and modern, but still secluded. Uh-huh. Like you're not in a concrete jungle yep. there. You're, you're like tucked away in this quiet little part of the Metroplex, if there is such a thing. Uh, and you really feel like you've gotten away, that yep. you're retreating. Yep. So join us, please. If you haven't signed up, do so. You can find the information to register at sexymarriageradio.com. Look for the purple button that says get away. And that'll give you all the details of what you need to do to, to take the next step and then mark your calendars and book your flight and show up at the hotel on the 22nd. We're going to have a good time. So that being said, we are finally getting to unpack a question that I have been wanting to do an entire show on for weeks, if not months. Yep. If you don't know any better of what goes on with Shannon and I off the air. And when we do these shows, we meet via video so we can see each other. And there's times that Shannon's kind of like, she just has to grin and bear it with the topic I come up with. But this one, she's <laughs> been, I know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> rambling. Um, she's been on board and on fire with, dude, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. So Shannon, what are we talking about? Yeah, well, let me tell you a little bit of the origin of where this question even came from. <laughs> so that people won't think that I'm weird. No, 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 no. I Hold it. Wait, stop the presses. There. Stop the presses. <laughs> okay, now keep going. Do people think I'm weird anyway? I, well, I'm. 
I'm, I'm taking the fifth. Go ahead. Was that going to be your news flash there? Yeah, I was going to, but go ahead. Okay, so the question, the topic of today's show is what is it like to have sex with me? And I'm not talking about sex with Shannon Etheridge. I'm talking about you. Like, I want everybody to look in the mirror and ask the question, what's it like to have sex with me? And it came from, I, I believe there was a book called Intimate Issues by Linda Dillow and Lorraine Pintus that I read well over a decade ago. And these are colleagues and friends of mine. Um, but I distinctly remember that when you get to the back of the book, that you tear open this section and read a question that's supposed to be like really, really challenging to you. And I found it very challenging in that season. And the question was, what is it like to have sex with me? What is it like for my partner to have sex with me? So uh, put another way is, would you want to have sex with you? Yeah. Would, would, if you were someone else, right. would you be a partner that what's you would it, choose? What's it like to have sex by myself? And we're not talking about masturbation. Right. You <laughs> right. Know, sex with myself. What, okay. Yeah. What is it like for my partner to experience yeah. me? Yeah. And so let's just toss out some questions as to what some people may want to take into consideration as they look at this question. Okay. Yeah, because I think for any of us to be a healthy partner, we need to answer this question. Absolutely. Well, this fits right into the lens through which I live and operate and write and counsel along the lines of, would you want to be married to you? You know, and that's that's the same context of if we don't confront ourselves, if we don't deal with what we bring to the table and we think we're fooling other people on. What are we really doing? Are we, are we really having an intimate relationship with other people and with ourselves? And so some of it starts with just this idea of how am I getting in my own way, which we've done shows on that, and, and, but yet I'm blaming my partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deflecting. Yep. Well, Deny, that's defend, the, deflect. Yep, that's the sophistication through which we live when it comes to marriage and sex is mm-hmm. – it's oh, it's not my fault. It's not operator error. It's got to be something else, right? <laughs> it, and so, to me, it starts with what are the main uh, struggles, the main stressors, the main disappointments, the main frustrations that I have when I look at my sex life. And then, part two to that question, which is even deeper, is how do I contribute to those? What role am I right. playing? How much of them are my, I need to take the lion's share of the, the, the burden for it because I'm doing it myself. It's mm, a really good question. So I want to piggyback on the conversation we had with Lauren just last week Yeah. Um, where she was having to ask herself, am I always the chasey and what would it be like for me to be the chaser? Because she kind of liked the tension of being the pursuer. She kind of liked being, um, the one in charge sometimes she, she so to realize this about herself that maybe she's not low as low desire as she thought maybe she just misses the chase because maybe she's not the easy. low desire at all yeah well it's easy when you have a husband who's clamoring for sex with you a lot to feel as if what would be the point in chasing that because it's too easy to catch right and is that true about the some species in the animal kingdom that they don't even bother with certain prey because it's too easy that they like the chase too? I don't know. Let's go with it. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds intriguing, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds like something that we saw on, on National Geographic. Um, but yeah, so ask yourself the question, do I reciprocate? Do I go back and forth with being the chase C and the chaser? Because I don't think that it would ever be fun 
for anybody to always have to play one role, but never get to play the other. It would be kind of like playing tag, but you always have to be it. You're never allowed to, you know, to, to, yeah. to reverse roles. I think that in any childhood game, it's like, okay, now it's my turn to be the fill in the blank, the mommy or the daddy or the kid or the truck driver or whatever. And so do you share roles do you give your partner the opportunity to spread their wings and to fly around in some other space um, and to experiment with different roles and, and just change it up, you know, change the game up a little bit. Okay. So you're talking about how, where are you on the novelty scale, the spontaneity scale? Well, the that's, ver- I think that's a whole different the scale. Variety. Well, I get it, but it's also, because what I'm thinking of is the idea of how often do we fall victim to um, we only do things in the manner in which we do them, you know, that the rut and the routine that yeah, we carve out that, you know, maybe I'm the type of person that's the high desire for novelty, but I don't ever be the one that instigates the novelty. I want someone else to do it. Um, maybe I'm the, uh, maybe I'm the high desire. This is the one thing I run into in my marriage. And then I hear from lots of other couples of I'm the high desire for sex in my relationship with Pam but I'm not the one that always takes the lead to make it happen. I want her. I sit back and become passive and then get mad. And she's sitting there being mad going, what are you waiting for? You know, passive aggressive. No, I'm not going to be passive aggressive. I'm going to be passive Mm, because I want to be, I want to feel loved. I want to feel cherished. I want to feel pursued. And, and I get in my own way because I don't just go after it too. Okay. Right. So would you, would you call that lazy? (laughs) <laughs> how dare that, you call me lazy shannon no. <laughs> would you call no. that would you would you call that um <sighs> hungry is there a label for it does it need a label i don't, know if, it, I don't know if it needs a label i think it's just recognizing the dynamic of how often because here, here's the thing i think of it because i i guarantee this has happened in in most of our listeners relationship You've laid the groundwork, whoever the high desire partner is, or even the low desire, whichever one, has laid the groundwork for sex is going to be happening that night, right? It's like, it's been pursuit. There's been stuff going on. There's been mention. There's been, hey, I'm coming after you tonight, whatever the kind of statement has been, has been made. And both of you know that's where it's heading. So you get the kids to bed. You get all the stuff squared away. You've, leave, you've left time for sex to happen. You've left the energy for it to happen. You've set the mood. You both climb into bed and you lay there and stare at each other. And it's stalemate for a little bit, right? It's the, okay. This is probably sounding eerily familiar to many. We've done the work. Now who gets us across the line, right? Mm -hmm. Who gets this thing started? Right. Who hands off the baton? Right. And so it's that kind of a mindset of because we all reach this point, and this goes back to your question. This is a way, I think, to, to add a question to your question of what's it like to have sex with me or myself is... Okay, how well am I in the role I play hmm. at playing that role? <laughs> you oh, know, good. Of, yeah. of being, you know, if I'm the one that's instigating and wanting this, do I see it all the way through or do I reach those points of, you know what, I stop because I want her to demonstrate and take the lead or give, give confirmation that I'm not going to get rejected. I want assurances. You know, because there's times in every marriage, if you've been there any length of time, where you've set the groundwork and it's all started, and then all of a sudden circumstances change and it stops. 
And so then you're hurt and you're wounded. And, and so you take it personally. Right. And- so there's a, there's always a level of timidity we face in every instance, I think. So how do I confront that in myself better? Right. And how can you use that tension for the positive rather than yeah. taking it personally and spiraling down. Yeah. Um, I read this article recently that whenever your, your mate is having a meltdown, and I think this could apply to a sexual dynamic as well, is that um, your job is to be the dirt that supports the walls of like their underground shelter. And that if you just pile on top of them and let the walls collapse and add to their problem by making it your problem by, you know, internalizing it, personalizing all this, you're not giving them the support. It goes back to the word that you so often use solid, being solid with, if this is what you want, then go after it. Yeah. Don't always wait for it to happen to you. Right. And I think that maybe just asking yourself, if you can recall the past one to two, maybe even three times that you've had intimacy in your marriage ask has the role changed or have we settled into a comfortable rut of one person is always the chaser and the other person is always the chasey and if if there is a rut there shake it up yeah change it up yeah yeah that, reciprocate that, that's true Make it more fun. because I don't, I don't know i i just keep in the in the back of my mind i keep having this question i guess on what's it like to have sex with myself is when you if you quantify that on just pleasure level on what you offer versus what you seek where's the balance Ooh. in that where yeah. is there a harmony in that cuz i don't think that balance isn't the key to me harmony is the key okay cuz sometimes you're going to have more of one side than the other but just so long as there's a harmony cuz a harmony means they both are in existence or or while the different facets facets of it are in existence and they're playing the proper role because that allows okay. for the opportunities for you know what this is the focus on one partner tonight. This is just about the giving, and so the synergy. So, so it, it's it's synergy. Right. So it's not about reciprocity as much as synergy. Exactly, and it's not about balance. Where okay, you go now, I go, and now we both go, and now we and it's that mm-hmm. that's routine too. This is about how am I aware of what's going on? Because this is this is one of the things I hear, and this probably isn't talked about too much uh, in in the field when it comes to the male side of sex, that I think a lot of what trips up men is we can get uh, an analysis paralysis because you've got got so much in your head of, I'm supposed to do this and she likes this and I touch here and I do that. And it's, and we get script oriented and we get map oriented. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That that we forget. (laughs) How do you sit back and enjoy what you're doing also? Because it's not, yes. you know, you're not building something <laughs> with this. It's not, it's not, you're not in the shop trying to accomplish something, although you are, but it's, yeah. that, it's still, how do you also be aware of what's going on while it's going on to enjoy the pleasure that it's, that, that's there? Right. And I, I understand where you're going with the, we're not building something in an analogy, but in reality, I believe that sex is a building block that's laying foundations for communication, for cooperation, connection, that if sex isn't building something, what is it doing? And so, you know, thinking of it in terms of, am I emotionally present? Am I, 
am I here with my spouse? Is this about me or is this about us? Right. Um, like literally viewing your relationship as a, there is her and there is him. And then there is an us right. and is the us getting as much attention okay. as the him or the her. Okay. Let me come does at it from, sense? it does, but let me come at it from the point I'm trying to make from a little bit of a different perspective, just to see if, okay. uh, cause I think it's, I think it's important to not miss of, would you say, cause this goes back to Lauren from last week. Would you say a, a, a lot of women, we'll just go with that could get into modes of sex isn't really about them. They're kind of just there. They're faking it. They're doing other things in their head. They're an outlet. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, but some of them are okay with that. They're like, it's an agreed upon freely chosen co-created thing of, you know what? I'm not necessarily seeking my pleasure. I'm really okay with not having it. This is for you. And so therefore they're just in existence. I think that that's okay once in a while, but I, when well, it becomes your uh, modus operandi, yeah, I and think I'm that's not, problematic. I'm not talking about if it's if it's the frequency or not of of the percentage. I'm just talking about the aspect of it because on the male side of it, what I think we face and struggle with is I start to spectate spectate on it's called spectatoring mm-hmm. on my performance yeah. where I'm just focusing on my performance. I'm focusing on my role on can I provide pleasure? And I think a lot of this stems from porn because Mm -hmm. those guys that you see, they're just playing a role. Right. Right. It's, it's conquest. It's, it's whatever it is. It's, it's reaching a finish line. It's reaching a goal. Right. And if I do that all of the time, am I really present? Am I really engaged in what, you know, it's the whole idea of there is a vast amount of couples out there, my, my belief, that they have very functional sex, but mm. in the midst of it, they deny each other the essence and the sweetness of themselves. Wow. Can you say that again? You know what I mean? That it's, I do know what you okay. mean, and I want you to say it again. It's, it's the idea of there's lots of couples that have sex. Mm-hmm. But they're in the midst of it. It's just functional sex. It's just checking the list. It's it's doing the right things. And there could even be orgasms involved for both of them, multiple right. even. But they de- in the midst of it, they are denying each other the essence and sweetness of themselves. They're not sharing who they are at their core. They're just sharing pieces of them. And they're hiding right. the rest. Or they're going through motions right. in order to well, produce it's, orgasm. It's what we talked and about. missing the bigger picture yep, of what it, we're trying to build here. Yep. It's what we talked about towards the end of the episode with Lauren last week on the way she can deal with her stuff real time, which I'm, I'm, I love how that unfolded. And we spent a lot of time with you kind of dealing with the, some of the stuff because that's a, that's a big source of where, where she is and, and still living. But in the real time, when they both have the best in themselves rise up and see in real time how it's playing out. They're no longer denying the sweetness of each other. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not sweetness, isn't in turn in the sense of the good, warm, comfortable feeling. Sweetness is in the essence of who I am. And I'm bringing that forward to you and I'm scared to death while I'm doing it. Right. That's what I was going to say is when, when we use the word sweetness, we're not talking about, um, you know, the good, the good yes. girl syndrome where it's you would not, never dream right. of doing anything cheap or tawdry. It's, it's being authentic right. and, 
and being who you really are and, and not being afraid or ashamed right. of, of wanting the tension or wanting the, the fantasy or the mystery or the, the chase or whatever. It's right. so, yeah, being true to yourself, right. Being true to yourself. So that would be a good question to ask is when I am with my partner in our most intimate moments, am I truly being my authentic sexual self or am I going through motions or am I pretending to be something that I'm not, or am I holding back out of fear of what this other person is going to think of me if they know that this is what's going on in right. my head? Um, Cause when so you yeah. get right down to it, sex is not a reciprocal thing. If you get to the depths of what it can be. Okay. Uh, I just saw your eyes like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Unpack that a little bit. Okay. Because if you're going to start talking about reaching depths of a relationship, and this is stuff, this is, this is a lot of the conversation that's going on in the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, by the way, that there's several mm -hmm. conversations about this on talk more about that because there's, there's one guy in particular, and I love it because he's got some very profound questions that he's asking in the community right now. Um, right. What do you They're do? They're going to be talking on our next call yep. all about. What do you do with this whole reciprocal nature that we want in sex? And this is a question I would ask yourself, not you as in yourself, but it, listeners right. as in yourself. Um, <laughs> that what would is, do I, do I have the, a reciprocal thing where I'm thinking, okay, I've done this. Now it's your turn. I needed, mm. I needed quid pro quo kind of stuff. That's I need, a tit for tat thing. That's not is. reciprocity. Yeah. Well, to a degree, but I think we confuse those because yeah, you're right. if you're talking about a depth of sharing self, there's no reciprocity. It's I take the lead and I share myself or I don't. That's what it comes right. down to. And if I'm going to get to a depth of a relationship, it's as scary as can be to show up not knowing what it's going to do and if my partner's going to respond in kind. Right. But do I still show up? But you have to let go of the outcome yep. and do your part to feel as if you are fully invested and trust that when they feel safe and they feel inappropriate to do so, hopefully they'll be inspired, but you can't require it in right. that moment. You can't say, well, because I said this, you have to tell me what you've been thinking or it just, that's going to kill it. That's, right. that's going to be a big bucket of water on that flame. Well, but it's also the same concept of in the midst of sex, if I all of a sudden take the mask off and be real and and expose what's my mindset or my thought or i make the move that i've been hoping you would read from me and you know hoping it just unfolds magically but i actually just start to become really assertive maybe even borderline aggressive in the in the sex i don't have any clue what's how that's going to be responded there could be some pain and some hurt and some frustration and all that but do i do it anyway knowing if it happens you know what I can be okay. I can handle the response. It's not I have to have the perfect environment and perfect circumstances because that's what we really want, right? We want the mm -hmm. whole give me the give me the answer before I ask the question so that way I know I can ask the question. But isn't that just indicative of how sensitive we we are that yeah. we we have certain responses that we script in our head that if it, if they don't respond this way then ah we just take it so personally. Yep. Let go of the outcome. Yep. Just, yeah. So I guess the Show question. Show a piece of who you really are. Yeah. So the and, question you ask yourself on this, on our topic is how much am I outcome based and attached to those outcomes? Mm-hmm. That'd be, that would be a good question. Because could I have <laughs> sex? Could I have a sexual encounter that does not check all the boxes and still see it as a successful sexual encounter? 
Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And I would hope that you wouldn't use the, the check boxes in your head as much as did I feel us energy flowing. Exactly. Between the and that's the, that's the whole point. Was that's what, there, that's what we're passion. touching. On. Yep. Right. It was their passion. Was their pleasure? Was their connection? Right. That's what we we're touching feel more on. Bonded afterwards than we did before. Cause I think that some people probably go through the motions of having sex and they probably feel more empty. Like something was drained from them rather than something was it's, infused. Into that's them. very possible because I think of the idea of, I mean, we did a show on, I can't remember the exact title, but it's something along the lines of orgasm as a poor litmus test for successful sex. And that's, that's what we're talking about here is what is it that makes it to where orgasm is the, the, the top, the total utopia of, of what makes a success. Could I redefine that a little bit and see it as, you know what, we could still experience a whole lot regardless of if that happens or not, or how many times it happens or how much trouble it is, but how, how do I reframe it? And I think that's where you challenge yourself on how attached am I versus can I follow connections? Can I be spontaneous? Can I call audibles and, mm-hmm. and still be okay? Still be present. Can I flow organically with the energy? Yep. Okay. So another question you can ask yourself is do, are, are you intentional about giving your partner something to look at, something to hear, something to taste, or something to touch. Because I think that sex, there's no way around it. It involves our senses, our five senses. And so are you, you know, we know that men are visually stimulated. You know, I think that women have had that ingrained into their brains uh, (laughs) from as early as we can remember. Yeah. And so are we being intentional about presenting ourselves as something that you want your spouse to take delight in looking at? Or for women, you know, we get our our motor revving based on what he says. And okay. so as husbands, are you whispering something sweet into her ear? Are you complimenting her? Are you saying something that creates a little adrenaline rush in her that that sparks her interest. Um, Are you continuing the chase? Yes. Um, And then as far as taste, I mean, I would assume that you pay attention to hygiene, but yeah, there are other fun ways that you can infuse new tastes and sensations into the whole experience. Um, You know, there's all different kinds of lotions and potions that lay out cells like covenantspice.com just to create novelty. Like we were talking about earlier. Or we keep getting emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com about the joys of coconut oil, about yep. how it's organic and it tastes good and, and it smells good and all that. And so in, indulge the senses um, or even if it's just lighting a candle, a scented candle in the room that when you pay attention. And I've actually heard that your nose is far more sensitive of a sex organ than any of your other ones. We think about sight and, t- and taste and touch as being the more primary sexual senses but your nose is actually the one that drives it because if you are not attracted to a person's scent you don't want to be sexual with them in the first place well it goes even deeper than the scent it goes down to the pheromone level yes and and that's the nose is a great receptor it's one of the better receptors of pheromones right so that's why whether or not the person is a good match for you genetically well that's also where the the stuff i believe in and talk about at the sex marriage radio getaway um another little plug for that. And then also in sessions is the idea that uh, 
the importance of oral sex when it comes to pheromone brain re- rewiring, <laughs> almost Ooh. because you're putting your your you're putting your nostrils right near some their genitalia, which is a tremendous area for pheromone release mm-hmm. and Production. receptivity mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that oral sex does is helps rebond and bond deeper on a pheromone wow. level with each other. Which is which is all the more reason that couples have to be 100% faithful to one another because when yeah. you start engaging it with other people it. on such a deep pheromone level in the brain level, absolutely. It, it can really the dynamic. mess up that kind of wiring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, it with touch, I love that Melt is a sponsor of our show, and that we've done, um, you know, that we've been promoting yeah. the the uh, massage videos and that sort of thing. Touch is so so important because I know that a lot of times women will say on the emails that when he tries to have sex with me, I just kind of wonder, like, what are you even talking about? Like, we haven't held hands, we haven't hugged, we haven't kissed, and now you're wanting me just to go and spread my legs and have sex with you? Yep. That so many times we forget the importance of that physical touch and getting that oxytocin flowing. Yep. And so whether you need videos on massage or whether you just need to remember to sit next to each other on the couch and stroke each other's thigh or hold hands when you're walking down the street or whatever, just remember how important that touch is. Are you reaching out to your partner outside of the bedroom right. such that the interest inside the bedroom is a whole lot more organic and natural? Well, okay. So here's a question then uh, piggybacking on that, Shannon, is how okay. much do you compartmentalize sex versus have it as part of who you are as a being mm. that is all of what you do coming from sexual nature or is only a component of it? Is it only, okay, now's the appointed time. So therefore right. let's start foreplay versus right. how do you see the interplay between you as all of it is a chase. All of it is foreplay. All of it is a dynamic of our sexual nature. And it's not that I'm always working towards sex, but yet I'm always working towards sex. Right, right. My philosophy has always been sex is not what you do. It's who you are. And God didn't just make you with a body. He made you with a mind, body, heart, and soul. And the amount of time that you're sexual isn't just the 30 minutes, two or three times a week or whatever. Some people are thinking, what? That sounds like a lot. (laughs) But it's not measured by that. You're sexual 24-7. We are born sexual beings and we are from cradle to crave. There's no way around it. So looking at what kind of sexual signals am I blessing my spouse with, not just when I'm frisky and want to have sex, but am I making them feel wooed and pursued? Right. Am I making them feel desired? And am well, I let's keep it in, our relationship? Yeah, but let's keep or, it in the context of our show. Am I making myself wooable and pursuable? Am I also true. doing the same? Am I following their leads and cues because that's where it Am comes I doing down to what I need to do to warm myself up. Cause that keeps me in control. That keeps me responsible for me. That keeps me in charge of my whole process. And it limits a little bit of the ammo I have to complain <laughs> because I'm owning myself. Right. It goes back to what we've said. No one makes you have an orgasm. That that's, that's you. That's what goes on yeah. between your two ears. Yeah. Just your, your partner is privy to it. All right. Is there any other questions we need to add right before we wrap this thing up? I I think we just need to ask the question. If you haven't signed up for the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, what are you waiting for? (laughs) And the Academy, both of them, because there's good stuff going on right now. You don't have to wait till June. Absolutely. And And there's a 30-day free trial. 
Oh, there you go. For the Academy. I also want to offer $100 off for anybody out there who has been wanting to attend a Women at the Well workshop. We have one coming up in late April here in Lansing, Michigan. So we'd love to have you. And as a listener, take advantage. Just let us know on the application form that you want to take advantage of the Sexy Marriage Radio discount. Well, this has been fun. I, I think has. there's some. I think there's some good questions, some some provocative questions. So I guess uh, I would love to know if if anybody wants to give us their answers, feel free to let us know at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or what questions did we miss? Let us know there as well. Yeah, and don't make it be about just your spouse. Make it about you. It is. I want to hear what is, people think about what the answer is for themselves. This is all about you because that's what it's really about. So. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day every day or every week that you do to spend it with us. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that it leads to some even better answer of the question of what's it like to have sex with myself. We'll see you next time. We love you for listening. (laughs) Bye-bye.